Welcome to Average Folks and my guest, Brooke. Hey, Brooke, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. You know, you got an amazing story. Uh, you went from an NBA dancer to a director of HR in an industry that looks for specific degrees and certifications. And if you can do a push-up with one hand and hold your nose with the same hand at the same time. So you've, you've found success in what you do, and it's an amazing journey. So um, let's get started. Um, yeah, definitely. So what did you what did you graduate with and, and what were you thinking? So I originally um, I'm from Oklahoma and I went to the University of Oklahoma for a year and I was not um, a fan of it. I, I knew I wanted to get out and do more um, and leave. So I knew I wanted to um, I thought at least I wanted to own my own restaurant. And so um, I kind of looked around at schools and decided Orlando was a great place. They had a school that specialized in hospitality. So I ended up moving there um, where I also wanted to dance as well. So actually my two choices were um, Orlando or Las Vegas and Las Vegas would have been, um, would have been a stretch, I think for an Oklahoma girl. So I, I opted for Orlando and um, went to school for hospitality there I wanted to own my own restaurant, did, um, you know, I obviously our school required internships. And so I did that and realized that it really, um, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, that's the great thing about internships is, you know, you kind of get to test the waters and figure out if it's for you or not before you kind of dive deep into it. So that's why I got it. Thankfully, hospitality is kind of like a communications degree. Um, and it moves, you know, well over into other industries as well. So how did you, yeah. So then how did you, so you moved to Orlando, then how do you, how did you start dancing for the NBA and, and what, what were you thinking was like, what were you trying to get out of it? Is it something you wanted to do long-term kind of, what were your thoughts around that? Yeah. So growing up, I danced my entire life. My mom owned a dance studio. Um, and when I went to college, I went, dove deep into school and I didn't dance anymore. And, um, it was, it was different and it was, um, it was odd and I didn't love it. So I knew when I moved to Orlando that I needed to incorporate dance somehow, um, wherever, you know, whether that would be Disney or professional dancing for the NBA or, um, what have that. So I, I tried out, I've actually, I tried out twice. I tried out once and didn't make it. And then, um, decided to focus on school since I was in a new city and, you know, see if it's really what I wanted to do. And then, um, as I was finishing up school, I tried out again, um, and made the magic. Um, I danced, um, for two seasons, 2007, 2009 for the Orlando magic and, we actually made it to the NBA finals. We were, we were great. Um, which was, which was really exciting, obviously to be dancing for a team when you're really good. Um, I didn't really, you know, I had an itch. I'm very goal oriented. And once I kind of set, um, myself on, you know, on the track to, to get, to go somewhere, I'm going to do it. So especially when I didn't make it the first time around, I, 100% had to do it again because I needed to prove to myself that I could do it. So um, 
you know, it was, it was a great opportunity. Um, I did it for two seasons, which was long enough because then I was also working in the corporate world at the same time at the tail end of that. So that was hard to bobble um, both. But honestly, just I didn't know a ton of people. I wanted to meet others, um, networking. I've always kind of, I was told, you know, obviously I was 22 years old at the time. So, um, you know, I, I knew that it would be a good opportunity, if anything, to meet other people and see, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that time with my life career-wise. I knew I didn't want to dance forever. Um, I wanted to get somehow into the corporate world. I just didn't know what, and I had always kind of been told, you know, if you if you're going to just put yourself out there, meet others, network, do your thing, um, you know, something will fall in its place. So thankfully it did. So you mentioned at the end of that, you were working in the corporate world as well. So how do you, how do you make that transition? Um, I imagine it's tough um, for a couple of reasons. Like myself, when I graduated, I, you know, 20 years ago, I'm doing roughly the same thing that I thought I would be doing. Um, but I got the degrees to make sure I, I can focus and build my skill sets in that. But for yourself, you're coming from a completely different area and field. So how do you how do you get into the corporate world? What was that transition like? Um, it was. I mean, I had a degree, you know, and kind of dancing was on the side. So when I was interviewing for places, it wasn't really a topic that. Yeah, I dance for the Orlando Magic. You know, I'm a, I'm a dancer. This is what I do. It's more of, um, you know, my degrees in hospitality. At the time, I got an internship for a trade show and convention company because, again, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And um, like I said earlier, I'm a huge advocate for trying out things, especially if they're internships when you're young, um, trying them out and seeing if you like it or not. And then kind of going from there and, instead of kind of diving deep. So I got the internship and obviously they knew that I danced for the magic and they had season tickets, which was odd. Um, at times, you know, the next day when I was coming into the office and they're like, Hey, you did a great job dancing last night. And <laughs> that's when it kind of became very obvious to me where I need to make a separation if I wanted to have people take me seriously in the corporate world, I was going to have to stop dancing. Um, because as you know, dancers, um, especially for the NBA, um, they wear, you know, revealing clothes and things like that. So. So then how do you, how did you end up in Houston? Cause that's where I met you. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked in the trade show and convention industry, um, probably for about three years five years and I um I knew that I wanted to get closer to my family somehow um and I wanted to do something different I didn't know if I wanted to stay in Florida I really wasn't for sure I had met um who I was dating at the time my husband but I, I we had been dating for about two years and I told him you know I, I, I've got to move you know I got to do something I want to do something closer so I actually got in contact with someone in Houston randomly that got me an interview with Opportune, um, my previous employer, um, to do consulting. So they they went out on a whim and flew me out there. I still to this day, um, it was just kind of luck um, where I had an interview and that's kind of how I ended up. They, they took a chance on me and thankfully um, 
being outgoing and willing to learn um, is kind of how I sold myself because it's true. It still remains true um, to this day, but that's kind of how I got into that. And then I started traveling with consulting and, and things like that. So what you stated there is you got someone to take a chance on you. And, and how do you do that? Because with the pandemic going on, there's a lot of us that are looking to make the transition into something else, including myself. I've, I've never been in a position where I've gone for a role or a job that's completely different than what I do. So I've never been in that situation where I had to sell myself as, hey, just, just take a flyer on me, right? Take a chance on me. And I think a lot of us are in that same position. So how do you, how do you get someone to take a chance on you? Well, I think it helped that I was young and at the very beginning of my career where, um, where I was chief labor. Um, I think that helps because honestly, when somebody graduates from college, I hadn't been working for that long. So it kind of, that helped, but also I think, you know, telling them, Hey, I, I'm willing to basically do anything. I will travel for you. I have no constraints. Um, I will literally learn. I'm willing to learn. Um, I'm outgoing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a good problem solver and just kind of selling yourself. I mean, I, there is really no good answer, unfortunately, to that. I think I just, um, I think I just got lucky. But I'm like, especially like you said, with the pandemic and these days, you just got to, you just kind of have to put yourself out there. And even if it seems like a stretch, um, you know, go for it. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are going through that right now where they're, you know, do you stay in the oil and gas industry or do you stay in the industry or do you get in a new industry? And, and there is no right or wrong answer to that, but I don't think there's any bad opportunity or wrong opportunity to go for. Um, cause if you don't ever go for it, then you'll never know if you, uh, would have gotten it, you know, you just have to kind of believe in yourself and go for it and see where it takes you. And I think there was something else that you said earlier that helps is right. You're, you're really goal oriented and driven, right? If you don't get it the first time you you'll try again, right. Which your right, previous experience, right. right. Yeah, no. So, and that's huge. Definitely within the corporate world as well. Um, you know, if I hadn't gotten that opportunity, I would have gone for another, I would have just kept trying. I'm, I'm very adamant. Um, and yes, goal oriented, but, um, when I see, when I see the light at the end of the tunnel, I, I gotta go for it. Um, and I don't really stop until I achieve it. So that also helps. So now that you're a consultant and you're traveling all across the States as consultants do, um, how do you how do you learn what you need to do? Because it's being a consultant is very different than most jobs. Um, and and when you go into a client, there's a certain expectation that you have on you to deliver results. How do you how do you learn what you need to be uh, to be a successful consultant? Yeah, well, I think I had. Um a lot of great mentors. Um, thankfully, a lot of my colleagues um, were were great. They were very established within the industry. And from that, I took that as a learning opportunity. And I took every chance that I could 
to sit down with them and really learn. And they saw that and admired me for it. You know, you take a lot of notes, um, but then you start establishing processes. And, you know, as consulting works, um, you know, with, with everything that goes with it is there, there's a strategic way to do things. And, you know, you, you listen to others, you listen to the clients, you listen to your, your colleagues. Um, and I mean, I relied on them a lot. Um, thankfully they were great mentors to me. Um, and that's what really, really helped me out. So it sounds like be open, listen, be open to yeah. learn, take feedback yeah. and, and go definitely. from there. Yep. Never, so, you know, never admit that you're always admit, you know, if you're wrong, never be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, and I think that was, I wasn't afraid to, if I didn't know the answer, I didn't know the answer. You know, I would, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk to about in front of the client about it. I'm going to talk to my colleague about it and figure out, you know, ways where I can really learn exactly what I'm doing. So then you slowly um, work your way. I want to say slowly. You end up doing recruiting. Um, And you were just put in that role. Um, And again, this wasn't the first time where you were given something uh, to do that wasn't in your wheelhouse. This is probably the fourth or fifth time in in your journey how do you how do you handle that shift and then how do you figure out what you need to do to to be a recruiter yeah so i did consulting for two and a half years i traveled two and a half years straight um sunday through friday it was uh it was pretty brutal uh the traveling schedule and i knew that i wanted to get out of that so um with that, with the traveling and everything i knew, I knew I wanted to do something in town um in Houston so um, I talked to, to my former employer. I talked to them and said, hey, you know, I'd love to stay with the company. I want to do something different. They knew having a consulting background that I had, you know, um, you know, a lot of the, the things that it took to establish processes, like how you do with consulting. And they didn't have anybody that did recruiting at that firm. So they kind of threw me into the role, which I was happy to do. Um, I don't do well when I'm micromanaged. I don't think anybody really does, but um, it was kind of like I was my own boss, which is great because, you know, I got to establish my own process and ways of doing things. Of course, it was hard at times, um, a lot of the time, but, you know, again, talking to the leadership and talking to people about how they wanted to do things done, they bounced ideas. Um, I bounce ideas off of each other, and we kind of went from there um, to establish some sort of a process, um, which was it, it ended up being great. And so now you've taken on more responsibility in in HR more than just recruiting. So again, you're you're growing in your career in HR. You're getting additional tasks, responsibilities for for things that you are not familiar with. Um, how do you how do you handle that every time you get something new to do? How do you how do you figure it out? How do you how do you learn? How do you how do you keep going? Because you're also working for a smaller company where you don't have a big organization to support you. You don't have you know experienced HR people all around you to learn from. Um, how do you continue to to learn what you need to know to be successful in your role, especially in a smaller organization? Yeah, so um, now I'm at WG Consulting. I've been there for about five years. 
And we actually have a separate recruiter. Um, so he does all of that. I don't do any of that. I do the HR, um, but I wear many different hats too, because we are smaller. Um, and so I do HR, I do IT, I do the office management, I do marketing um, with our website and flyers and brochures and all that fun stuff. So um, again, I think my bosses um, saw, because I went on originally working in consulting and they kind of, with my background and kind of what I've done, they wanted me um, to get in and really establish a process within all these areas that they didn't really have anyone to do it. So they kind of threw me in the role. And, um, you know, honestly, I, I use Google. Thankfully, um, we have computers. Um, Google is my best friend as well as YouTube when I'm, you know, when I'm told, you know, you need to wipe a computer and I have no idea how to do that, but thankfully you can YouTube how to wipe a computer and it tells you step-by-step, um, asking a lot of questions like I did before. Um, like I mentioned, you know, talking to leadership, um, relying on your colleagues. Um, I kind of figure out how people like to have things done um, with our leadership and then establishing processes, having my consulting background with onboarding and offboarding and having lots of checklists and keeping people informed. Um, people always appreciate that. Um, I think that's really, really kind of where it's gotten to me where I am um, is because, like I said, I'm, I'm never afraid to ask questions or ask for help, not afraid to say if I'm wrong. Um, and, you know, you kind of do your best and, and go from there and alter it where needed. Yeah, so that that's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, what you're doing now, you probably never thought you would do when you were coming out of college. No, uh, I, I I doubt you had any idea that this is where you would end up. Of you know, ten what eight eight nine years after college, but here you yeah. are. Um, you know, is there anything from your earlier experiences in terms of uh, you know um, hotel restaurant management or dancing? Is there anything you've learned from there that helps you now? And and what are your keys to success as you continue down your journey? Um, well, you know, with my hospitality background, um, you know, and at times it is hard because um, as you're kind of taught in that industry that, you know, whether you're hotel restaurants, that the um, you you're you're taught that the customer or the guest is always right. And um, unfortunately, that's not always the case, especially when you work at a company, the employee is not always Right, obviously, but um, you want to keep everybody happy and keep everyone, you know, getting along and things going running smoothly. So I think that background has helped me um, a lot. Um, pos being positive um, and never being afraid to figure anything out. That is also uh, one of my probably biggest, biggest things, um, that I, I go, that I follow, um, is to never kind of be afraid, um, to ask questions like I keep saying, but it's true. Um, and never be afraid to say if you're wrong, um, my competitive, um, nature, always striving to be better at everything. Um, I think that's also helped a lot, you know, never settle, 
Um, it's it's like the you know the the basic keys to success, but it's so true. Um, being persistent um, in what you want and knowing what you want. Um, yeah, you know, and being motivated. I'm a very self motivated, especially right now during this pandemic. Um, you kind of have to be self motivated, especially when you're locked up in your house and you know life goes on. You gotta have your goals set out for the day or for the week or month and and go from there. And um, that's kind of the ways that, that I follow um, things, whether it's right or wrong, it's, it's worked out for me. Um, and that's kind of my story. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've always, when I first met you a few years ago, that's what I've always admired about your story is you've come from a very different background than what most corporate people want. Right. Yeah, but you yeah. found someone to take a chance on you and you proved your value. Right. Like you said, yeah. through being open, through research, to asking questions, you know, to, to being a sponge to learn. And and you've made it work. Right. You're you're a, yeah. you're a true story of, hey, if you make an effort and, and you're open to learn, anything can happen. You just you just don't know where your journey is going to take you. Right. You just kind of learn and be open in that journey and see where you end up. And as long as you have that right attitude, you'll be successful. And it's it's amazing when you when you go back and you look at, hey, where did I start and where I ended up? Sometimes it feels like a blur, but when you think about it, you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, I've 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 accomplished a lot. And and you have, right? When you look back at yeah. your your career and you're still early in your career, is man, you've you've accomplished a lot. And it was all just like you said, be open, listen, take feedback, and then learn, right? Use the resources around you, whether it's people or YouTube or Google. It's amazing how much information is around us. You just got to have the right attitude. Um, and when you do, anything can happen. And, and, and you're a proof of that. It's, it's an amazing story, Brooke. Well, thank you, Amir. I appreciate that. But uh, it was great to have you on. Um, and let's let's catch up again soon. Uh, thanks, thanks for being a guest. Most and uh, it was wonderful speaking with you. Sounds good. We'll see ya. Okay. Bye bye.